Continuing on, Andy, it's time for the latest installment of the Six Rings Positional Offseasonal Analysis Review segment portion of the program. program Tighten it up. Program. Program. <laughs> we now move on. Last episode, of course, we talked about safeties, a sneaky or maybe even not so sneaky important part, not just of the defense, but the New England Patriots overall. Will they address it in the draft? Some think that they maybe should go get another one early on. What's DMAC going to do? Will they sign Duggar and beyond? A high-level interest position for sure. We now land on the position I believe to be the most important on the 2023 Patriots. They should address it in free agency. They need to address it in the draft, and they need to solidify this position first and foremost in Foxborough, offensive line, the bro line, Andy. Just give me your opening thoughts about how the Patriots having uh, three tackles. They Let's refresh for the audience. They have some starting guards in place with Michael Wenyu, PFF favorite. Second, mm. now to be second year, last year's first round pick that shocked the world. Cole Strange at left, <laughs> left <69. guard. laughs> You got David Andrews up the gut. Now, David Andrews, I had to tell you, like the, the guy, it still plays at a very high level when healthy, but unfortunately, the one that they know and love as Bear, he's had a number of injuries, including missing the 2019 season with the blood clots in his lungs. Last year, that horrific concussion that he got dinged up with by that cheap shot by former Patriot Chief Jet Mike Pinnell in the Bears game. Oh, that Monday night was just, that's what threw the season, if any. Well, no, they threw it when they brought in Patrician Judge. but So, you know, you could probably use some depth there. You have a couple of guards uh, on your practice squad that you drafted in later rounds last year, Cody Russi, uh, the other gentleman from LSU, whose name I'm forgetting right now. That's okay. And, and then, of course, it in your mind. Jason Hines. Thank you. And then, of course, to the tackles we go. There are now three on the roster. Trent Brown, the second year of his two-year $20 million deal. Stuba, my guy from Michigan who was a second team all pro his senior season, but then came in with a non-football related, non, non-draft non injury, however you call it. What are those? NFIs? NFI. NFI. Not NIL or NFTs. No. NFI. No, no, no. No, and you can GFY. Uh, he came in last year with that. Oh. <laughs> oh. Stuber could factor into the equation. Of course, the Patriots just signed Connor McDermott. Oh, played Connor. six games last year. Connor. To a two-year $3.6 million deal. For depth, could he actually uh, factor into the starting equation? Who knows? So they seem to be prioritizing it across the board, but I still think they have a long way to go. Andy, let's rebuild this bro line. Let's talk about our level of interest. Uh, which way do you want to attack this first? Would you prefer the Patriots get after it in free agency, or would you rather see them draft some young studs? Um, See, I've gone a couple different ways in this, but – um, if the, the more recent plan that I've come up with and concocted in my head is if oh. you can draft a receiver at 14, spend mm -hmm. your money on a tackle. Cause the tackle market in free agency is more impressive, is deeper. There's more opportunities, whether it's Orlando yes. Brown, McGlinchey, uh, Taylor, like there's, you have, you can choose, you, you have options. Whereas that would be Juwan Taylor from yeah. uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars folks. You have options there, so um, that might be a better route to spend your money uh, and get return on investment there. So I, I've kind of talked myself into that. Now, I think the McDermott signing is not going to you know excite people, but it was sneaky good. It, at worst, it's a third tackle. It's a guy that solidified what mm – -hmm. if Matt Patricia didn't exist, if Joe Judge didn't exist – 
the offensive line ineptitude would probably have been the story of the the 2022 Patriots because they were bad. Again, sweat like this is the this is the rug of discourse, news, and takes, and it was swept underneath there. I mean, so much so like it's abandoned, kind of like he had to abandon the line and leave it in the hands of Bill Yates because the offense was in such turmoil by the halfway mark of the season. So you've brought now in we got a coach. Pro- now we got a real coach. Well, maybe I don't know if he's good. I mean. Some people hate him in Pittsburgh and thought he sucked. Some people thought he was good. We'll see where that right. plays out. But you have an expert in the field who you are paying highly in your own dollars. So you believe Adrian Clem is a good offensive line coach. I am hopeful as a uh, really diehard Dante Scarnecchia guy that he's going to bring some of the Scar days back to New England, what he learned mm-hmm. when he played for Scar and all that. Um, so I think that's a good first step. I think McDermott's a good second step. But now you have a big third step. You need to add a starting caliber tackle because I'm not sold on Trent Brown. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know how he went from flexing over piles against the Browns to like, I don't really want to be out here. So I'm not going to block the guy I'm supposed to block on this play. Like, was he more of a zappy than a Mac guy? Because he did his best work in the Green Bay and the Cleveland game. I, it's it's so hard to describe. Kept, remember in the in the Green Bay game, he kept calling yeah. for them to run behind him. He Absolutely. Like, you see a motivated Trent Brown, and you're like, there's no two men that can stop this guy. But and then in another game, he's like, gets out there against Buffalo, and he's kind of sick, and he can't even move, and he's just letting – he's just a full human turnstile. But that's who he's been his entire life. I mean, that's why the 49ers traded him. That's why the Raiders mm-hmm. didn't get return on their investment out there. Dante Scarnecchia got the best and the most out of him, his first swing through New England. I think you saw the real Trent Brown this year, who is up, who is down, who is dominant, who is getting dominated, the whole thing. And in the offseason last year, I mean, I know he did a little bit of a Marshall Newhouse impersonation at times last year, which was pretty rough. But in, you know, at, at last offseason, he went on multiple podcasts, like he was on Pardon My Take and Beyond, talking about how much he loves Belichick, what a cool guy he is, how much he loves being a Patriot. And then we saw an unusual pattern of behavior, or rather, excuse me, maybe a more normalized pattern of behavior, but less of the consistent production from Trent Brown. Do you believe at least one starting tackle for the New England Patriots this season is already on the roster? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Has to be. Has to be. I don't think you can. I don't think it's feasible to do what they need to do overall as a team and expect yourself to go out and find two starting tackles. Sure, if they wanted to. They could use the 14th pick in the draft on a tackle, sign McGlinchey mm-hmm. for $80 million and say, we are set at the tackle spot for the next five to eight years. I don't think they'll do that. I think you will get one investment in a tackle, whether that's mm-hmm. early in the draft or early in free agency. And then Trent Brown, maybe he moves to right tackle where he has maybe been more comfortable, feels like he's being paid to play that position. Mm-hmm. Whatever goes into that. You have Connor McDermott. I'm intrigued like you are by Stuber. At the very least, you're bringing some competition. If you bring in one new guy, that means you have four tackles that in training camp, the first group and the second group, you're like, okay, these guys could play for the team this year. These guys There's are comp. Yes, yes, exactly. That, you're not signing Marcus Cannon out of retirement to try to fill a void in the middle of the year, things of that nature. Yeah. And we should mention the free agents, Isaiah Wynn, he gone, as Rich Keefe liked to say. I'm assuming Cannon just goes back into retirement, end of career, kind of. Thank you for your attempted second service, but we're good here. Uh, and then Ference and Yadni Kajust, who <laughs> was part of the debacle at right tackle for a while there. Um, he's a guy that wouldn't stun me if they, if he gets no interest, they re-sign at just a bare minimum camp body level. 
he'll I guarantee you he will be the next Cameron Fleming. He'll go someplace. He won't play Probably. at that high a level, though. He'll be with the Texans or the Raiders within two months time. Probably. That's my, um, that's my best guess. That's my so, best guess. And I'd like to also point out, Andy, for those that want to that the, for those out there, the diehards, the wonks, the super fans that want the Patriots like I do to address offensive tackle in the draft. Uh, a nice little piece Matt Miller put out. It's ESPN Plus content, but I'm happy to share it with you here. He did a nice little jam. 2023 NFL draft. Every prospect with a first round grade plus comps. So if we click on offensive tackle, he has three that are worthy of being drafted in the first round. At number eight overall, he's got Peter Skaronsky, mm-hmm. 6'4", 315 pounds out of Northwestern. Plays very violently. Powerhouse blocker in run and pass game. Definite year one starter right out the gate. 14th overall, Broderick Jones, 14th overall. I know a team that's got the 14th overall pick. A little raw, definitely round one caliber. Zero sacks allowed for Georgia last year. However, I think people have first round tackle, Isaiah Winfear. And so I can understand why Pats fans would be a little hesitant to hear that name called out. And then 16th overall, Paris Johnson Jr., uh, had 6'6", 310, still ironing out technique. Miller says his ceiling is potentially the best of any of the linemen. Any of That's kind of who I want. Yeah. Paris I Johnson? Want, yeah. Uh, I'm, I like a big Johnson on my offensive line. So, I uh, no, I, I, I'm intrigued by the upside that he brings to the table. What are you laughing at? Where did Fitzy go? He fell right out of the box of the YouTube recording. <laughs> uh, any... I, uh. I mean, I haven't watched any any tape yet, uh, so I will watch these guys and maybe I'll. Mm-hmm. But just sort of on reputation and what I've read of the the three of them, Johnson I find really intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, he has sort of the prototypical like six six, the length, the size. I just Miller's I like- comp was Terran Armstead, the highly compensated left tackle on Miami, who used to be with the Noal and Saints. Right. So you're talking about potentially just a building block, and I I like that uh idea um the jones thing it's not fair to him he has no tie to isaiah win but Zero. he he has the logo the the school the the idea they're tied in people's minds like yep, yep. can't help so it. I, I don't and he's a little shorter i know i got into a little kerfuffle with people on twitter because some of the scouts have said he might be a little undersized and i joked like oh an undersized tackle out of georgia what, what else could the patriots hope for in the draft mm-hmm. um but they're all well thought of, and and that's they're all from what I see almost unanimously considered top half of the first round picks. Right, you're at 16 mm-hmm. for the third one on Miller's list. You know, Zay Flowers, for example, people are pushing him up the draft boards. I don't think you're ever going to get to a point where he's considered universally a top half of the first round prospect. Mm-hmm. You, I don't think you can miss on this pick. I don't think you can take chances. So. The offensive line is probably the safer route with these these three guys. And I, it's weird because I think fans have accepted that. In some years, I think tackle would be like, oh, what are you doing? I think some fans have really embraced the idea that taking a tackle at 14 would be the fun decision, the right decision, the best decision. And I that's, love it. That's interesting. That's interesting. Oh, unsexy is the, new, is the new fabulous and fun for – the Foxborough faithful. Okay, let's just let's imagine. Ready, Andy? Let's go down your road real quick as we look at the line. There are no guards or interior linemen that Matt Miller gave a first round grade to, and we feel yeah. like the interior of the line is in much better shape than the outside tackle. Well, the uh, one problem is Onwenu is going to look to get paid after this year. So, 
unless he's willing to you take dealt a, away freaking Shaq Mason, you're going to have to pay somebody at some point. I'm just saying he's going to have to be paid after this oh year. And as you said, I'm sure his agent is trumpeting all these PFF grades and all these mm -hmm. reports that say mm -hmm. he's so good trying to fluff up his contract. I'm not that's sure on good. when it's a guy that's going to just take the uh, early Patriot extension offer and say, yeah, yeah, I like it here. I want to stay here for 62% of my market value or whatever. Right. It may well, be. he's not going to get paid like Joe Tooney either. So um, we'll no, see but going to get paid. He's going to, he definitely should get paid. They should address that sooner than later as well. Let's just say the Patriots do something like they believe. Okay. So you have Trent Brown signed for one more season. You send him back to right tackle. Hmm. You want to find a left tackle for this season and maybe McDermott's your swing. And now if Stuber's healthy, you treat him like you did Nate Solder in 2011, which is draft him behind Matt Light, give him a year to really learn healthy on the fly, digest the playbook, get a, get his feet wet, get a little taste of the NFL action because he couldn't do Squatola last season. All right, so let's let's address it by signing or trading for somebody. Uh, Juwan Taylor, like we mentioned, uh, right tackle for the Jacksonville Jaguars last season, plays at a high level, could definitely get himself paid, probably a four-year, $60 million deal. That's reasonably palatable for a starting tackle in the NFL. Or do you potentially kick the tires on Taylor Luan, who was just released from the Tennessee Titans? When he plays and he's healthy, he can play at a very high level. When not, and he has been injured quite a bit over the last couple seasons, he's a hot mess. Yeah, hurt and old and cheaper is not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for swing for the fences, solidify the line so you can just say, okay, that's good. Now I can turn my attention mm -hmm. elsewhere, Mac, the passing game, everything else. No, I – Orlando Brown, I don't know what he's going to get paid, but as a left tackle who is a left tackle for the Super Bowl champions, as a left tackle mm -hmm. for, you know, Patrick Mahomes – I like the idea of Orlando Brown moving Trent Brown back to the right side. You got McDermott as your swing. Um, because if if you leave Trent Brown at the left tackle spot, you're looking for a left tackle still for next year. Like you haven't long-term solidified it. Whereas if you sign Orlando Brown for a five-year deal, you mm. theoretically are okay at left tackle for a while now. And Andy, I'd like to point out to the listenership, he is only 26 years old. Oh, yeah. He's so young. he will be 27 by the time the 2023 season starts. So if you sign him to a five year, let's say Trent Williams esque mega deal, five years, $100 million. To me, it is a worthy investment. Uh, he has, last year, he started all 17 games, was an absolute hoss over there on the high, on the underrated Kansas City line. I mean, geez, with Tooney and Orlando Brown on the left side, no wonder why Patrick Mahomes didn't have to worry about his blind side much of last season. I think I think it's worth it. I 100%. Yeah, I would I, love to see the Patriots throw a BOC bag of cash. BOB convinces BFB, Bill O'Brien, Bill freaking Belichick, to throw a BOC bag of cash at OBJ, Orlando Brown Jr. You lock up the left tackle. And then in the draft, you know what you do, Andy? Let's get freaky. You want to trade for T. Higgins. I want Jackson Smith Nagiba at, uh, from Ohio State. Well, I've actually um, Ooh, sort of boy, he can play uh, on TV last night. They've they called it a change of heart. Um, put that on the Chiron. But uh, I, I've kind of with the the available options in free agency and everything. Mm -hmm. I, I do actually think if you're trying to fill as many holes as possible, the trade for T Higgins doesn't work for the here and now and may not nope. take you where you need to go. So I have actually trended toward wide receiver at 14. 
sign a tackle because they are available on the open market. And then if you really want to get sneaky, that fourth round pick that you'd have to throw in to get T Higgins before you hand him a hundred million dollars, use one of those mid round picks on a trade for Deandre Hopkins. So now you add a young receiver, Uh, you add an old receiver, you add a tackle. Things are, I love it when a plan comes together, says the A-team. Oh, don't do any more because we'll probably have to pay for the rights of the theme if you go like eight notes in. <laughs> no, 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 I'm like Vanilla Ice. I added a bum. Oh, there you bum, go. Bum, 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 exactly. bum, bum. Right, good. All right, we'll have, uh, we'll, we'll make sure hopefully uh, YouTube doesn't flag this because <laughs> all the bots and the AIs are listening. That's a great plan. Love that. Lo- absolutely. I'm 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 starting to believe that now that's what I want to do. Yeah, now, go it, sign it a tackle. Doable. Go find me somebody who's proven. Address one of your two greatest needs, tackle or receiver, with a big fat bag of cash and a deal, and then go top shelf in the first round. Don't overthink it and solidify solidify two positions of need. I'm gonna give offensive line a, a nine once again. Uh, my interest level in the offensive line, considering the need for it, this is where you fortify. This is the fundamental building block of a successful football team, or at least an offense that needs to return to respectability, return to form, and give a quarterback in desperate need of redemption a chance. Nine out of 10 for me on the line. Yeah, I am going to go 9.5. Over uh, me! Wow! Yeah, I, I think this is a huge, huge... Uh, time, position, opportunity for the Patriots. And, you know, we often talk about Belichick going after need, whether it's free agency, like they need something, he goes and gets it. Draft needs something, he targets it, goes to get it, but only when it's available, right? He doesn't force the issue. I really Mm -hmm. need X, but only Y is available. He won't do that because bad teams do that. And for the most part, he doesn't. Maybe he did that with Jonu Smith, separate issue. Um but it's available. Like you don't have to be crazy to think he can go get a tackle here. And when you have the money, the guys are available. Pounce Bill Belichick. You have options and you're not going to get into a bidding war. I don't think because there are multiple options. It's not like there's only one. If there was one tackle available and everybody else sucked, I think that drives the price up. But I think some teams will say, well, McGlinchey's not bad or Taylor's not bad or whatever. Like there's options. So Go get a tackle. So I'm putting it at 9.5. I think it starts your offseason. And it could give us, because free agency starts on March 13th, 14th, mm-hmm. whatever it is That is, is there. correct. The tampering will begin three to five yes. to ten days prior. Or, or, now. Uh, or now. Right now. Actually, right now. They are using uh, bandwidth elsewhere on the internet and on the Zooms to talk about players that are not yet available. Um, but it will also give us some insight maybe into – the draft okay if they go sign a tackle i think we start fixating on cornerback wide receiver near the top of the draft right it, it might give mm-hmm. us an idea of how they're stacking the offseason so i'm very excited i think they um are are fixating on a fixing a lot of things and the offensive line is one of them clem mcdermott next in line is the starter the big piece the the big kahuna orlando brown and correct me if i'm wrong fitzy orlando mm-hmm. brown's dad played for bill in cleveland right I believe that is correct, sir. So Ooh, family we can have ties. a leg oh, family ties with a legacy connection. That would be spectacular. Give him the money, Bill. Pay that man his money. I would love to see it. How do you rank the offensive line in terms of your level of interest, Pats fans, in the offseason? Do you prioritize it as highly as we do with a nine and a nine point five? Let us know at Six Rings Pod at Fitzy GFY at Jumbo Hart. We'll be back next week with two more 
off-seasonal positional previews as well. Going to be tough to top the offensive line. We'll see when we trot out some other positions, and we're going to keep it a mystery just to keep you guys on your toes and keep guessing. That's why you keep coming back to at Six Rings Pod. 